0: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today, with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com-era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash givetech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash givetech. So your kid wants to be a YouTuber. There's a summer camp for that. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. Remember what your dream job was as a kid? I'm guessing YouTuber was not on the list but that was then. Vlogger slash YouTuber was the top career choice for almost 30% of 8 to 12-year-olds surveyed a few years back. Across the country, camps and after-school programs are cropping up to teach them how. Tech columnist Taylor Lorenz recently visited one for the Washington Post. The paper made a video about kids making videos with help from some campgoers who made it known animated flames are in. Viewers are going to watch it because, like, who doesn't like flames coming at them? Sound advice. I spoke with Lorenz about what kids learn at Creator Camp. Creator Camp is kind of the most famous one,
0: um, which opened in Texas uh, about three years ago. They've got many locations now, um, and they've seen thousands of kids come through. And, you know, what these kids are taught is basically digital skills. Uh, They're taught video editing, script writing, stage direction, all the sort of everything you'd need to do to produce a compelling uh, YouTube video.
1: Mm -hmm. And speaking of all this, many of the kids that you spoke with are actually younger than the minimum age allowed on some of these platforms. In YouTube's case, that would be thirteen.
0: Yeah, I mean, this has been kind of a a tricky issue because, of course, kids can use these platforms. They just need parental sort of oversight. So none of these kids have channels that their parents don't have control over because they're too young. It's like how Kim Kardashian, quote unquote, runs Northwest's account. You know, her daughter, her daughter's underage. Kim, you know, oversees that account. Um, Once you're 13, you don't have to have parental oversight. Of course, you can sign up for your own account online.
1: So earlier this year, the Surgeon General put out an advisory warning about the harms of social media, specifically for minors. How much of a concern was that for the parents of the kids that you talked to? Not a huge concern. One thing all the parents kind of
0: talked about is just this sense of this is the new world that's coming. I don't want my kid to be behind, you know? Like, it's it's really hard because I think if you keep your kid off the Internet and you keep your kid off social media until they're a teenager, suddenly they're a teenager and they don't have the same like skills or, you know, it's it's a tough balance to kind of strike.
1: And, and I, I also wanted to just mention one of the moms that you spoke with who said how she enrolled two of her kids in these camps to gain digital skills, to basically have that versatile toolbox, if you will. So, that it's not just about YouTube, it's about a lot more.
0: Exactly. And actually, I think that mom herself has a podcast, and some of the moms and dads who are there, you know, they work in multimedia environments. Well, some parents, at least, especially the mom of those two kids, were saying, Hey, look, I want my kid to have these skills. These are not things that are being taught in school. And yet, there's this massive, you know, half a trillion dollar content creator industry, and, you know, the tech industry is growing. And so, why not put my kid in a camp that where they can learn some of these really valuable marketable skills.
1: We'll be right back with more from the Washington posts, Taylor Lorenz on why so many kids want to make content on YouTube. You're listening to marketplace tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Taylor Lorenz of the Washington post. In the time that you spent out in the field, um, did you get the sense that some of the kids were being pressured by their parents to do this? Or was this really oh, no. mostly coming from within the kids themselves?
0: A hundred and fifty percent from the kids. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a lot of the parents were kind of like, we don't really know what's up. Like, we don't get it, but we want our kids <laughs> to be happy. And then some of them, you know, Colin, who was one kid who was so adorable, um, you know, his father is actually a TV journalist And so he had grown up watching his father produce television segments. And so I think that was a real, you know, had given him an interest in video very young. And it's just I thought it was interesting just as a journalist, you know, here's a next generation journalist potentially creating video packages.
1: Yeah. Colin's a lot of fun. He's nine years old. um, One of the folks who appears early in your piece. And I love this quote from him. He says, YouTubers make a lot, a lot of money. (laughs) In yes. And explaining why he's interested in all of it. Well, but if that was not why
0: he was interested. He was actually what he really wanted to do is go to the border. Um, his mm-hmm. father has done a lot of reporting on the border crisis in Texas, where, you know, they these kids all live very close to not too far from the border. And um And so he was—he talked at length about wanting to go to the border and make videos and help the people there and help the immigrants. And, you know, he knew that there was a big housing crisis, and he wanted to basically use YouTube fame to get enough money to 3D print um, homes for people crossing the border. So— Again, it's just I I think it's like, yes, the kids are going to make these like sort of throwaway comments about money. But when you ask them, well, why do you want that money? It's it's really revealing and interesting. And I think it just shows kind of like how people view online attention and what they would do with YouTube fame.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And you have a bunch of examples like this in your piece. Chloe was another one.
0: Like, Chloe, she talked about, you know, wanting this Barbie dream house. She wanted a house in Paris overlooking the Eiffel Tower. But she also spoke about being bullied and and the struggles that she had in school to kind of meet people. And and her she talked about, quote-unquote, haters, you know, people who were mean to her. And she felt like if she had online attention, she could have this whole friend network online and she wouldn't feel so lonely at school. And, yeah. you know, a lot of the way that these kids were talking about loneliness— really shocked me because I I think there is kind of a loneliness crisis and for young people these days that it seems like they feel very isolated. And it's interesting to me that that YouTube was sort of viewed as the solution. I think kids have a very good understanding of the fact that the internet is vast and that, you know, I was happy to hear that they hadn't internalized it. Like a lot of them weren't like, I'm a loser and I like this thing that no one else likes. They were like, I know on the internet, there are other people that share my interests and I just need to find them, you know? And so kind of was heartened by that.
1: And as somebody who covers the internet so closely for a living, Taylor, I'm curious from you when you see some of these motivations um, and the loneliness that a lot of these kids are expressing or talking about at a really young age, are you thinking, gosh, you know, YouTube is not the answer or, or do you think maybe it is? I think actually YouTube can be the
0: answer. I mean, look, I I say this as a former art school kid, like, I think it's really valuable to have creative outlets. And, um, you know, I've made the majority of my friends online. I made them on social media, actually, from Tumblr back in the day. And so, you know, I think that you can develop really powerful and meaningful friendships. Now, should that be the only way that you're communicating and connecting with people? No, absolutely not. But Once your friendships are mediated by these online spaces, you can get really obsessed with the sort of the following aspect and getting more subscribers and clout and internet attention. And as we know as well, like you're still developing your sense of self and your identity. And so another thing I know from reporting on generations of child influencers is it can really warp that. So say you are really interested in in cooking when you're 13 and you develop this cooking channel. But by the time you're 16, you're not actually interested in cooking anymore. But you have all of your subscribers now. You have 20,000 subscribers that want you to only produce cooking content. When you produce non-cooking content, they get Mm -hmm. very upset or they leave you mean comments. Like That can all affect Your perception of yourself and it can really warp things. So I don't think it should be the only way, but I think it's a fun, healthy outlet for expression if done in moderation, but it shouldn't be the only way that you're making friends.
1: We've linked to Taylor's article on our website, marketplacetech.org. Jesus Alvarado produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.